0: Five, six, 5 4 three, two, one, zero. all engines running
1: commit lift off hey, hey. well let's see if this one works good afternoon welcome to SWAT radio uh, yes. Yeah. This, there this, you are. Yeah, I hear you. This is Brad Sykes, uh, and for the first time, in probably I'm going to guess six, maybe eight weeks, I'm sitting across the table from my good buddy Doug McCary, <laughs> my 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 friend and my brother Doug McCary. And uh, by the way, SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministry. Its mission is to equip and encourage men to walk out the truths found in the scripture. Stay tuned this week. Uh, Doug and I are going to be moving through Acts chapter 19. We hope you will stay tuned with us. Uh, Truly, Doug, it is a privilege and and what a blessing to finally get to hang out with you. I know. I know. I was, you know, if you were tuned in last week, I came back in town on Monday. What is that? (laughs) back in time oh that's good how long has it been well you know i was trying to think so i came back last tuesday and was in studio with david gray on wednesday by the way thank you david david while you were
2: gone i was gone david has been like a workhorse hey and uh i was so glad he was able to be there with you and i was glad you got back i didn't to be honest with you, I thought you just decided to move to Texas again, man, because I know you love it out there, especially with TCU having the yes. year they're having, being a TCU grad and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh,
1: loving the purple, the purple wave, huh? Well, I wore my hat in today. I wore it in yesterday, and um, I was, um, as you know, I was teaching over on the west side today. And uh, that's a group you and I have been wor- teaching at for many years. I think I'm at about 17 years. And there's a lot of Florida Gator guys over there. And, you oh, know, yeah. They always have their shirts on and their hats on. And and I darn if I didn't forget to bring my hat this morning. <laughs> you didn't. And, and I'm teaching through uh, Hebrews chapter 2 about this great salvation. Uh-huh. And I was making the comment that, you know, when something great happens— you think about anything that's ev- anything great that's ever happened. There's an automatic response, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I was very disappointed in my TCU Horned Frogs this weekend, who lost to K State in the uh, the Big Twelve Championship uh, game. However, on Sunday, when the when the uh, playoff uh, rankings came out, and there was some talk about TCU uh not being in the top four but i'll
2: tell you everybody was thinking well at least a lot of sec people were thinking that alabama might sneak in
1: well and, and look, can i i'll be transparent here i i'm a i'm a tcu alum so i'm i'm big on my horn frogs they've had a great year 12 and 0 then they lose in the conference championship by by two was it two points yeah no or yeah well, it was, uh, three was points. three is a field because we didn't get a field goal um and you know to the coaches uh Coach Dykes basically said, Hey, we shouldn't be punished for having made it to the Big 12, having lost at the Big 12 championship. So, anyway, when the results came out on Sunday, the natural response for any TCU fan was mm-hmm. shock. <laughs> so, a full transparency here um, to my Alabama friends and my SEC friends, because I'm an SEC fan too. Mm-hmm. I would not want to see TCU play a team like Alabama. So in a sense I'm kind of glad TCU's going to play Michigan not Georgia and uh hey you know maybe we'll get in somehow but uh I know my good friend Joe Hallington out in uh out in Dallas Fort Worth area has been tuning in this week and he's been uh, favorable he we were talking about TCU and of course when I went to TCU 35 36 goodness sorry 38 39 years ago it was called Texas Christian University, <clears throat> and we've been commenting about the fact that I'm not sure it's all together Christian. Uh, and so Joe <laughs> yeah. Joe texted me back. He said it's Texas Carnal University. Texas, hey, Carnal. whatever it is, it's purple, and we're going to be cheering them on. So anyway, um, well, listen, Doug, I want you and I got to just chat before we came on the air, but. We you I know there's been so
2: it. much. Well, I know there there there's a lot. One, I just spent the last ten days over in what Lori and I were talking about the night. I think it was the morning we left. Some of the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about the day we left there. We oh, were gotcha. we were standing. <laughs> we were looking at the Mount of Ascension from the outdoor outside of our hotel room, and we were just thinking that this is some of the, the the holiest dirt in the whole entire universe. Hmm. And when you stop and think about that, not because the dirt itself possesses any power, right? Right. But that God chose to give his people that particular piece of dirt to bring his son to walk on that dirt, to die on that dirt, so that you and I could be in an eternal relationship that would far go beyond our earthly life. Mm. And when you look at it and think of it in that sense, it was staggering. I mean, literally just to sit there and look at that piece of dirt over there and think, oh my gosh, think about what took
1: place here 2,000 years earlier and to see I, it. I've got chills right now and I've been there and uh, it it is, it's amazing. It, it really is.
2: And and you know I have to say we had thirty people over there with Lori and I, and and this was uh, last year we did a hybrid text driven tour and a and a regular tour. There's there's lots of ways that you can view Israel. You can do what a traditional tour would be site to site to site to site mm-hmm. you get as many sites as you can which
1: is basically what what we
2: did a little bit yeah and uh, yeah. i might do a devotional thought there mm-hmm. but yeah. that would be associated with the site but what we did this year was we started in the desert with a great what i call the great meta narrative of the bible that god called his people out of the desert
1: mm-hmm.
2: took them into the desert mm-hmm. to train them and then disperse them as his ambassadors and priests throughout the world. So we start in the desert to learn the lessons that God taught his people there in the context of an Eastern mindset. You know, the Bible was written from an Eastern Jew mm-hmm. to Eastern Jews, but it was written for us. But it wasn't written to us mm-hmm. in the sense of. Culture, our culture yeah, exactly. and our time. So we've got to bridge that gap of 2,000 years. we got to bridge the gap of Eastern versus Western mm-hmm. culture. Our culture is much more influenced by Greece than it was by Jerusalem. Let's just be honest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at our building, our architecture, our yeah. sports, yeah. Uh, it, it much more resembles... Academia. Yeah, yeah, it much more resembles Greece than it does there. So going over there, we try to take people... Through the process of one getting into the text, so starting in the desert, then moving to Jerusalem. I'm sorry, moving to uh, up um, to uh, the the Tiberius or Galilee area, because Brad, seventy five percent of Jesus' teaching took place in Galilee. Now think about that. Yeah, seventy five percent of the things mm-hmm. that he taught were taught. In Capernaum, right there on the and coast, Chorazin right? and Bethsaida, right there. Yeah, and that there's something neat about being there, and you get an idea of geography, you get an idea of what the the uh, the weather's like and how it impacts. In fact, while we were out on the Sea of Galilee, and you've been in that boat, right? Mm-hmm. There was a it was kind of stormy. It wasn't like a bad bad storm, but the wind was really picking up. It was rocking, and I, I was just thinking about that was a big boat we mm-hmm, were in. They were mm-hmm. in a smaller yeah, boat. right? So you get a feel for those things, and the text really comes alive. And what I tried to help people see is that 90%, maybe more, of the things Jesus said and taught, he wasn't teaching them for direct application as much as he was taking them back explaining an Old Testament text that they could apply. They could, he mm. was interpreting for them or explaining it. And and some of the people said, one guy, to quote one of the guys on the trip, said, I felt like I was on the road to a Emmaus. My heart burned because I never knew. Yeah. I never mm. knew <clears throat> that Jesus was taking us back there. And you and I both know that there's been pastors who said, we got to detach from the Old Testament. And you can't because the Old <laughs> Testament is foundational for the new, and Jesus interpreted the Old Testament many, many times. Well, I mean, look how many
1: people—even just today, going through Hebrews chapter two and the various uh, connections to the Psalms, uh, to the prophets. <laughs> how could you can't detach from the Old Testament because the New Testament is saturated in the Old Testament. Yes, it, it's that undergirding that's supporting. Uh, text. Yeah, and I and one of the
2: things that you say all the time, there's a Hebrew phrase, "basora labarsar," "basora labarsar," which means the word in action. Okay, mm-hmm. it's the word in mm-hmm. action, and you say this all the time that if the word's not going through you, then it's not having any impact on That's right. you. You That's can right. have it all. Yeah. In your head, you can know it, but if you're not living in and by the way, this week at SWAT, if you're listening, this week is our final week of 2022. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? 2022, <laughs> no more SWAT <laughs> meetings after this week until 2023. We meet back in January. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you want to come tomorrow, uh, we are going to be looking at the, the second part of Acts 19, but this basura labasar is seen in the life of paul and those with him in ephesus Hmm. so much so that it impacts the city leaders yeah and you know when you think about us here how often do they see it in us so much that it has an impact on them like that yeah so yeah i'm looking forward to. well and
1: you kind of wonder is my testimony uh is it more theory, or is it practical? Yes, yeah, it lived out. Is it lived out? And that's what basura La basur means. Oh, so. cool. I'll have to write that one down. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're glad you joined us on SWAT radio. We would love to hear from you today. We'll take your calls during the final segment. That's 844-777 SWAT, 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, shoot us an email at ask at swatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as we dive into our text for today.
0: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the Donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc.,
2: I started
0: singing wow. on that.
1: I mean, that... <laughs> I, I, like, uh, well, and mm. I, uh, I didn't kind of break in there because i just love that song i love listening to that oh, song Oh man i just, that's one of my favorite christmas songs yeah there's so many good ones and you know coming back into the studio last week i was only here wednesday i guess we did david and i did wednesday and friday mm-hmm. i believe did we do fr- no we didn't do friday we just, we just did no, wednesday I d- no, last yeah week.
2: because i i yeah. i replayed because david wasn't sure he could do it and yeah. so by the way folks thank you for being so gracious about us being out, Brad, with his grandson. By the way, uh, I hope you gave everybody an update on Graham.
1: I read it, but did you update everybody? I I did. I did. In fact, this morning on the west side that that you and I teach at, I was able to kind of give a full kind of description of some of the – kind of what Graham's had to go through over the last – 12 but really 11 months he's 11 months in fact they're coming That's over crazy for, isn't, it? Isn't, it, isn't it amazing you were that, just that, talking that, about 2022 that, and how quick this year's and, gone and it's, it's gone and, and i just want to say you know i think that i was sharing this this morning uh vick and i over the years have we don't do really a christmas card necessarily you know those family christmas cards by the way thank uh, you for not doing car- that because
2: don't you <laughs> let's be honest when you get a card, you feel compelled to send one back. Well, don't
1: you? absolutely. We don't do a Christmas card, but for those who do send me Christmas cards, I love them. I love seeing the pictures. I do like
2: seeing them too. You know,
1: but I always feel guilty because <laughs> I don't we we're I, so bad about well, it. Well, I don't necessarily feel guilty as much as I feel like I'm no unorganized, you know, yeah, like that's How, a good how can I not put together? Anyway, all that to say, A few years ago, Vicki and I started doing a New Year's card, Mm -hmm. Uh, mainly because uh, for us, it's an opportunity in December as we're coming, you know, going through the Christmas season to look back Mm -hmm. over the last year and see how God met our needs, how he provided for us, how he convicted us, how he converted us, how he conforms us. And, And we were talking about this on our drive back from Austin uh, last week that could you have ever planned this year? Mm -hmm. I mean, at least for our family, Mm -hmm. the Sykes family, uh, it's, it's been an interesting year. We're super grateful, obviously that Graham is healthy and he came through the surgery and all that stuff. And obviously you're very, very familiar with the issues of the heart Mm -hmm. in a child like that. Uh, But it wasn't, it certainly wasn't my, uh, that's not what i envisioned for this year. No, and
2: by the way, Rachel just completed her GED, Come so on she now. is high school good for her. Yeah, equivalent, which is incredible. That's which awesome. they said you you no, you're going to die. Yeah. You and know, she was well, how old was she, she, she when she well, when, no, adopted when we her? adopted her she was 7, but yeah. they had told her every yeah, yeah, day over there that there's no hope for you. <laughs> and now she's got her GED and, uh, that's just a great thing. Amen. So, Amen. Hey, we know, Brad, this text this week in acts 19 is acts, acts 19, 18, 19, and 20 are really, uh, about the church at Ephesus. And what happens, it's such a great teaching because it, it lays out Paul's third missionary journey, which really wasn't a journey at all. He became like his rabbi, mm. Jesus. <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm.
2: He thought he wanted to be like Gamaliel. Well, who he really wanted to be like was Jesus. And when he met Jesus, he went out first, the first two journeys, he was going out, he was evangelizing, he was doing all those things. And on his third journey, he hung out for three years in the same city. Mm. And built into 12 guys. We're going to meet them in this text today. But just a quick review, you know, Ephesus was one of the four great cities of that time. Rome, Corinth, Alexandria, and Ephesus. They were major areas mm-hmm. of that of that culture. And it connected the Western Roman Empire with the Asian provinces. And Ephesus was to Asia what New York City is to the eastern seaboard. Hmm. And so... Uh, they had one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the temple of Artemis or Diana, Uh, because a meteor fell to earth. The way it looked, they thought it was from Artemis, which was the pre-Greek name of Diana. Um, And so it was known for Diana, the temple worship of her as a goddess of fertility. And it was also known for magic, incantations and reading spells of... Over things and uh, and so when Paul comes there, he encounters people who only have pieces of the puzzle mm. and and not the whole picture and and remember we talked about how uh, a lot like today there's gaps in people's faith people yeah. people have what they believe is an understanding of mm-hmm. scripture. And they may, their names may be written in the book of life, and maybe God uses this church or that yeah. church or this place yeah. to fill in some of it, but there's something lacking. And so God uses us to fill in the gaps for the people that need it filled in the same way he uses others in our life. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're here. And so the reason this journey is so important for Paul is because he used Paul to fill in the gaps of Aquila and Priscilla, and he used Aquila and Priscilla to do it for Apollos. So you see 2 Timothy 2 2 actually played out there, yeah. right? Yeah. And so um, when he goes to Ephesus for three years, then we see Apollos, who is the first post apostolic preacher. And Paul's ministry is winding down, and We see this new people coming into the kingdom, and they have these gaps. And so this week on the air, we're going to be looking at 1 through 20, and we're going to see two types of faith in this world, two distinct messages that are presented in our world, and two sources of power in our world. And this text highlights the good power, the -hmm. bad power, Mm -hmm. the good message, the bad message, Mm -hmm. the good source of faith, I mean, the good faith, the bad faith, right? And so uh, if if we – today we're just going to look at 1 through 7. And really – I know, David, I listened to you guys yesterday, by the way. Uh, we were cutting up. I, I know. I was. I landed. I started to call in and mess with you. Me, but did David tell you I've messed with him twice already? Oh, he already? did.
1: He did. In <laughs> fact, we, we, we kind of started the program off yesterday with, Doug, don't call in with any you know, stump Well, questions. and
2: I, I, I just felt bad. I didn't want to do that to him
1: because <laughs> I, Jeremy
2: was an accomplice in it for me. But uh, anyway... Uh, I want you to read <clears throat> verses two, one through seven, mm-hmm. and I want I want us to look at this segment and into the next segment a little bit. The how God reveals through <clears throat> Paul these two types of faith. It's either faith in Jesus or faith in anything else. Mm-hmm. There's there's not a lot of religions, right? Right. There's the faith in Jesus, and then there's faith in anything else. Yeah. And and so I want us to look at that and even if it was something that was associated with Jesus cuz you have a lot of religions out there Sure. that use Jesus in their message mm. but they're not Jesus. Yeah. They're not following they're Jesus. They're not the biblical No, they're not Christ. following Jesus. Yeah. And so read 1 through 7 and we're going to come back yeah. and look at these. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Hebrews I mean Hebrews Acts 19 uh beginning in verse 1, and it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, well, into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. And there were about 12 men in all. May God
2: bless the reading of his word. You know, in verse one, the term disciples is used, and Luke uses that term interchangeably with believers. So these are professing believers, right, mm-hmm. and Messiah. And they, they don't know the teaching about baptism in Jesus. It says they only know the baptism of what? John, John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And so... These are people who say they're believers, but Brad, have you ever met someone and they say they're a believer and and you're just talking with them and you're just thinking, this person I don't think really has the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't think Mm -hmm. they, I think they may know about Jesus, Mm -hmm.
1: but I don't think they really know him. Well, there's two things that stand out. I kind of brought this up even this morning as we were as I was on the west side that you know we live in a time and especially in America where many people profess Christ they they have a you know they they claim to be Christian, but as you spend time around them either in the way they speak and I don't mean um, I, I'm talking about I don't careful what I want to say here basically the things that come out of their mouth and the testimony of their life does not reflect, a genuine relationship with Christ.
2: Well, yeah. When 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 somebody's sharing a testimony and they and it's I did this and I did that and I well then I found him and then I did and it's all about what they mm-hmm, did.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. it's very different than I I I was blowing it so bad and God yeah. came into my yeah. life and got a hold of me yeah. and turned me and and it, it's a very different testimony. But Paul saw something in these guys. He goes, hey. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? And they go, we've never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Now they heard, they knew what the Holy Spirit was. What what they didn't know was the permanent indwelling Holy Spirit. Yeah, they didn't know that. And so Paul goes, he's basically saying, Did you hear the correct gospel? And when we come back, I really want to delve into this a little bit because there are people in our country who believe you can be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. Hmm. They make a distinction between baptism of the Holy Spirit and a full impartation of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is bad yeah. teaching, yeah, according amen. to what the Scripture amen. says.
1: Well, we're going to take a break for national news. Again, we're glad you joined us on SWAT Radio. We want to hear from you during our final segment today. The number is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-928 if you're unable to call. We still want to hear from you, so feel free to email us with your questions and comments at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as Doug and I jump back into this text.
2: A star, a star, dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite, with a tail as
1: big as a kite. Hey, welcome back to SWAT in Radio, Brad Sykes, sitting here with Doug McCary. It's as I mentioned when we first came in today. It's just been a long time. I've missed the the coin and Nia. Mm-hmm. The, the fellowship that you and I get to enjoy—people ask often about you and I doing radio. You know, let's see—are we six years into this? I think? We will be in January. Can you believe this? Yeah, uh, I can't believe you've put up with me for that long. No, no, it's—it's it's, <laughs> no, it's—it's it's been six years. And well, we, it's a joy. Uh, you and I were just talking about. I—I I was just recalling back to when I first came to Christ. And uh, did you did you ever have in your car a bunch of cassette tapes? Oh yeah, I uh, mean uh, who, who was your who was your max cassette tape guy? I mean uh, John MacArthur without yeah, a doubt. I was say I, I'd have to say him. Yeah, he
2: he he's I've probably listened to more cassette tapes of him, and uh, maybe Tommy Nelson. I was yeah. going to
1: say I was on Tommy Nelson's tape ministry. Yeah. Y- you remember you could get on his tape ministry, and I yes. just get every week get those cassette tapes. It was John MacArthur, Tommy Nelson. Charles Stanley. I listened to Charles Stanley, too. Charles was great. And Chuck Swindoll. Yeah, those were my four. I would say those were my four, too. R.C. Sproul was around then. Yeah. Uh, Warren Wearsby was around then. I wasn't on any. You know, another guy I listened to a lot
2: of on cassettes was Haddon Robinson. Oh, yes. Yeah. But you know what, Brad? I have to tell you, since going to Israel, and listen, I learned so much from all these guys. But even these guys, as great a teachers as they were there were things that I never heard about connecting the old Testament with what Jesus was teaching. Some of the things that I've shared with you mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. that going to Israel, just and, and yeah. seeing the culture, yeah. understanding the parables and how the rabbis taught. Jesus was a rabbi. Yeah. yeah.
1: He was a rabbi. Well, Doug, I would say for me personally, and I, uh, Rest assured my wife would agree with this that our trip to Israel with you um talk about some gap filling mm. as we've been talking about here that Paul was doing this in in Ephesus. Well and that's but,
2: and that's what he's doing in this text but, with these people. You got yeah. twelve guys. Isn't it funny that Jesus had twelve guys <laughs> and he brings 12 guys into Paul's path here that that aren't believers and and let's make that clear these men, apollos was right they both had the teaching of John the Baptist mm-hmm. but there was a difference apollos paul says nothing about the holy spirit to these men he says did you receive the holy spirit there we don't know what the holy spirit is right and I mentioned this before we went to break there are there's denominations that teach that you can be a christian without the holy spirit that is bad teaching the first thing that happens in you is the regeneration of the spirit praise god yes right and so they make a distinction between baptism of and the full impartation in 1st corinthians 12 13 says, for in one spirit, we were baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, uh, slaves free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. And at the moment that you're regenerated in your, mm-hmm. your spirit, right. your soul, you have all the Holy Spirit you need. Now, right. do you appropriate that? Right. You may not appropriate it, but you have it there. Yep. And so Acts is a transitional book. It is not the norm. And for people who would say, yeah, but, you know, it happened here, it happened in Acts 8, it happened in Acts 10, yeah, let's look at that. Acts 8 was the Samaritans. Acts 10 was what? The first Gentile. And now we have 12 guys that were still following who? John the Baptist. hmm Why were they following John the Baptist when Jesus had been on the scene for almost 30 years and gone? I mean, why were they still following John? Mm -hmm. Well, because sometimes people think that they are Christians because of a high moral code, but they have an incomplete knowledge of God. They know about him. They know what he's revealed in some areas, Mm -hmm. but they don't know him. And and if, if Acts was the norm, why don't we take a Nazarite vow like Paul did when he left? Because that's not the norm. And this is not the norm. Speaking in tongues is not the norm for everybody. There there have been unbelievable gifted Bible teachers who never spoke in a tongue. Right. Right. This was a sign. It was a sign for unbelievers. It was a sign of God's judgment in Acts 2 when these people spoke in tongues, when the disciples spoke in tongues. It was the first time that God's great works were being talked about publicly in a language other than Hebrew. Now, think about that. Hmm. Because up until that time, when they went to the synagogue and they talked about the things of God, it was in Hebrew or or, or Aramaic. Those were the heavenly language. But... It was prophesied in Jeremiah and in Samuel, or Isaiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah, that people of strained tongues would be doing it. So it was God's judgment. And so we can't take what is a transitional book and a narrative book and make that doctrine. Now we can draw some principles out of these things. And the principle is that there are people who have gaps, they're not fully there yet they're still in the womb they've not Mm -hmm. bursted Mm -hmm. forth right and so paul says you guys got some of the info but you're not here and he tells them about jesus baptism that he is the fulfillment because remember what did john say to andrew hey there goes the lamb of god follow him right these guys didn't hear that maybe they
1: left and went back to ephesus i'm thinking of where john says you know there's one coming Yeah. Whose, you know, sandals I'm not worthy to tie. Yeah.
2: And if you go back to Matthew 11, not all the followers of John the Baptist were true believers. Mm -hmm. Some of them were following him because they thought he might be the Messiah. He might be the way to beat Rome, just like the disciples thought Jesus was that. And and Jesus said in John 7 – Anyone who comes to me, out of him will flow living waters, and that water is what? The Spirit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so if you come to Jesus, and you, you're you coming in belief in him, not about him, but in him, that's where we have a struggle, I think, right. Brad, in our culture today. <clears throat> there's a lot of people that believe the facts about right. Jesus, and right. they think that's what saved them. Right, right. People aren't saved in believing about him. They're saved believing in him. hmm uh, because and they're saved by grace. First of all, the believing in Him is the transactional part of what God's already done in their heart. That's right. And and nobody said that better than Sproul. I think the way he he said, you know, we were dead on the ocean floor. God breathed life into us. Then we reached out for the life mm-hmm. preserver. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. hard to explain that. <clears throat> and the only condition, guys, in Receiving the Holy Spirit is real faith in Jesus. Faith in anything else, faith in the facts about him is not it. Mm -hmm. It's got to be in him. And, you know, this is the fourth time in Acts, like I said, speaking in tongues was used to validate the experience to the whole body, to say now, where are they? They're in Ephesus, one of the pagan capitals of the world now it's all the gentiles not just not just um, cornelius in 10 but now it's opening up to all these gentiles that are there and so all the jews were acts 2 half jews acts 8 one first gentile acts 10 and now in acts 18 ephesus which would have been the
1: ends of the earth mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. you know going out there
2: and the tongues was a known language it was not an unknown language yeah, i was
1: going to ask you about that that's been my understanding is these these tongues were not gibberish uh, these tongues were actually a language that somebody could understand yeah it was
2: the it was the the word for a known language and so the tongues were a sign to the jews right nowhere in scripture are tongues commanded and they're not the norm. Did people speak in tongues? Yes, we see that from Corinthians. The Corinthians, though, people use the Corinthian letter to justify it uh, as a normative experience for everyone. It's a gift. God, I, I believe with all my heart, if you're in, let's say you're over in sub-Saharan Africa and you're in a village that doesn't speak English, I believe with all my heart God could give you that tongues at that yeah. moment to <clears throat> communicate yes. with people. But I do not believe that it is normative for that experience. And what happens is people begin seeking an experience. That's right. They glorify the Holy Spirit, and it's the Holy Spirit's job not to glorify the Holy Spirit, but to glorify Jesus, (laughs) who ultimately glorifies God, right? Right, right. One final thing about verse 7. Twelve men, one leader. We saw that with Jesus, right? Twelve followers. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. Because they didn't know Jesus. And Jesus is the type of faith and the only type of faith that saves. So when it says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not faith in the facts about Jesus. It's faith in the living Messiah, Yeshua, the Son of the Most High. It is in Jesus and Jesus alone. Faith in anything else is... Is going to lead you to the path to destruction and not into eternal glory. And 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 Paul, these twelve had their names written in the book of life. They came into Paul's life, and God used these twelve, Brad, to plant the churches at Pergamum, Sardis, uh, Laodicea. These were the twelve mm. that God used to do that. And so God knew what He was going to do, but He's He's giving a point here that it's not knowing about Him it's knowing
1: him yeah. and that's it's yeah. really cool it's interesting it's actually part of my wife's testimony is that uh she knew the facts about jesus mm-hmm. and was a, 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 even taught from the word mm-hmm. you can know all the facts and not have christ that's right you know so well listen uh, we're glad you joined us when we come back from the break doug and i will take your calls The number to call is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, please email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our final segment.
0: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928.
2: parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
0: Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Oh Welcome back
1: to SWAT Radio. Uh, By the way, if you are new to SWAT Radio, SWAT is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Christ. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. This broadcast is actually made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you, corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's word. Doug, I was thinking back, you know, six years ago when you, you came to me with this idea of expositing the word. And then let's talk about how you apply these things, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I just want to say, if you're interested in learning more about SWAT radio or one of the many SWAT Bible studies for men, go to SWATradio.com, click on the SWAT meetings tab and there you will see the various meetings that take place. Now, as Doug mentioned earlier, tomorrow it will be our last meeting, or this week is really our last yeah, meeting last for, for the, the Christmas year. break, yeah. Yeah. and then we'll come back in January. Uh, again, if you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, click on the Support tab for further information. Our phone lines are open for this last segment of the day. We'd love to hear from you. Call us at 844 777 that's 844777 SWAT. Um, you know Brad, we uh, there, b- before we go to the the lines, I
2: wanted to have you read Ezekiel 36. This is the prophet Ezekiel speaking about when Messiah comes and what God's going to do. And Ezekiel 36:26 26 um, really deals with this idea that that it is a gift of God. He puts his spirit within us for by grace, you have been saved through faith. It's not faith and then grace. It's Mm. grace through (laughs) faith. And I want you to read Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27 and what he says about where the
1: spirit comes from. Amen. Go ahead. Yeah. Verse 26. And I will give you a new heart. And the new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Yeah, that
2: says that he will put his spirit in us. He will cause us to walk, which means it's not burdensome to walk with him you know jesus says take my yoke that that means being connected like two oxen pulling a plow you know it is being put there with him and god says i will put my spirit and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules and i love that text
1: um that'll be my new uh, memory text (laughs) i mean i've read that i don't know how many times But I noticed how many times I think it's just in those two verses. And of course, if you go back, um, how many times he says, I, I will, yeah, I will. That's a promise and it's a promise. mm -hmm. This is a promise.
2: Yeah. You know, Romans eight says that if a person does not possess the Holy spirit, they don't belong to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. I mean, Paul just made that very clear when he said that and, um, he says, but you are controlled by the Spirit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because um, it's not our sin nature that controls us. That's the difference between what Paul saw. Because, listen, being controlled by your sin nature doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a murderer out there murdering or you're going to be doing terrible things. It could be that you think your righteousness will get you yeah. into the presence of God. Yeah. And 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 that was a big problem, and it's a problem today for a lot of people. You know, our righteousness is as filthy rags. And the difference between people who have been filled with the Spirit—it's almost like you see this in Paul's life. the The more mature he got in his faith, the more he began to see how sinful he was. (laughs) Remember, by the end Mm -hmm. of his life, he says, "I'm the chief of all sinners." Yeah. Yeah. And so, and and listen. This is not to say that we don't see ourselves as valuable. It's that we see our value not coming from what we do. Our value comes because he has purchased us. He has loved us yeah. and he has called yeah. us to a holy calling. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that he would call me or you, Brad, is just like <laughs> incredible.
1: Well, I know we, you and I have talked about this on the air. We've talked about it off the air. David Gray and I have been discussing this same idea that as we grow in our knowledge of Christ, um, n- n- yes, what he did, who he was, and we become very aware of our own depravity, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think it, it's like the old saying, uh, maybe it was, uh, um, ah, I'm trying to remember who it was that used to talk about this, that, you know, when you, when, when you go to the jewelry store and you look at diamonds or whatever, uh, when they show you those diamonds, they always put it on a black backdrop. Yeah, they you know? do, to make it sparkle, yeah. right? Listen, I am that black backdrop. Mm-hmm. I am that one. Christ is the diamond, mm-hmm. and he sparkles. And and, and, and and the reality is, as we grow in our knowledge of Christ, it becomes very apparent that we are, we are just, in and of ourselves, just wretched creatures. Mm-hmm. Yet. God purchased us. He redeemed us. He yeah. bought us with his blood. Yeah. And that, that ought to just cause us to rejoice. Well, <laughs> just to go back to the original theme
2: or the, 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 the faith teaching, <laughs> no pun intended, that there are two types of faith in this world, faith in Jesus and faith in anything else. And Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say, I am a way. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. And we cannot know Jesus without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, yeah. When and, yeah. and people that have a hard time with that, I just want to remind you of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul wasn't seeking Jesus. The Apostle Paul was killing Christians. He was persecuting. And Jesus said, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you kicking against the goads? And Paul goes, who are you, Lord? He didn't even recognize him when he's speaking to him. Hmm. And Jesus reached into the sewage pit, just like he did with us, pulled us out and said, you're mine. Start living like my Bre- child. Breathe into yeah, us. breathe in. The Ruah. Yeah, the Ruah. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. I yeah. talked about that over there. Do you know that that's why the children of Israel, when they were in the desert and they would feel a breeze, it was a reminder, a metaphor for God's presence. Hmm. And how cool is that, that, that when you feel the wind, that it it's a reminder, the Ruah, that that, that is God's presence with you. He can get you through yeah. Whatever it is, he brings you to himself. So I love this faith lesson from Acts 19, and I just think that Satan tries to counterfeit, Satan tries to distract, and we we need to be mindful that the only thing that's necessary to receive the Holy Spirit, the only thing, is true faith. And that comes as a response to the spirit giving you the ability to see it. Yeah. Without that, you'll never have true faith.
1: And I'm, I appreciate you saying that, uh, uh, we cannot understand. We cannot know Christ apart from his spirit. We know that he's actually our teacher. The Holy Mm -hmm. spirit is our teacher. Uh, Yeah. We, we may be the ones behind the mic and we may be using our voices, but as you grow in the knowledge of Christ, the Holy Spirit is doing the teaching. Yeah, he really is. And and that that's why we, we really need to be careful
2: um, and maybe this will be a good kind of segue to to you know talking about um, tomorrow anything good that comes out of Brad and my, my's mouth about God's word, about his son, about the spirit, about the father hopefully our prayer is that it would be spirit-directed. Mm. Yeah. And if, if it is, we take no credit. We simply are being obedient to our king. We're, we're, we're being good ambassadors, good, good stewards. Mm. And so any praise because of a truth that you may come into as a result of listening to SWAT radio or any teacher should never go to that person. Now, you can thank them for being faithful, yeah. But remember that that any spiritual truth comes from the Father. It comes from Him. And the danger is for a lot of leaders and teachers and pastors is that we start to believe our own press reports and think we're the ones doing yeah, it. Yeah. And we start taking ownership of the teaching as if we would have taught you that apart from the <laughs> Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I just praise God for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that he, uh, Father, that you took the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, that you took the weak things of the world to confound the strong, and that like little children, you just called us to simply trust. And uh, and you open up your word to us. Mm. And, and I'm so grateful because I love your word. And I pray that every person listening today will be more Inclined to be in the word, to study for themselves so they can know your son better, to be led by the
1: Spirit more, and Father, glorify you more. Amen, amen. Be a Berean, be a yes. Berean, examine the scriptures daily to see if these things are true. How yeah. do you know something's true? Unless you put it to the test. That's right. Well, Doug, it's been a great time. I can't believe we're already done. <laughs> uh, again, if you are not familiar with SWAT, uh I just want to encourage you, Go to the SWAT Radio website, SWATRadio.com. Uh, we're going to be meeting tomorrow morning in, out in Ponte Vedra. Uh We have, a lunch. We have a lunch tomorrow here at the Salem Center at noon. We'd love to have you. Please come join us. Until then, Doug, I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, SWATRadio.com. Go check it out.